Hello and welcome to another Tomato Sauce podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things promotional marketing to help marketers around the world. My name is Zach Lord, and this week's episode is all about the most popular decoration methods, what they are, and what items they suit. We'll give you a brief overview of it all. Let's go. Another week, another week in the Red Tomato office. Hello, everyone. My name is Zach. I'm sitting here with a very busy Tamara Bridget, <laughs> a very busy Tamara Bridget, who is thankfully sitting down with us in between running, literally running at the gym and running around on her emails, Tamara. It has been a big week. It has been a big week. And you know what? I feel like I said that last week as well. And I feel like I'm like, I promise you, I'm like, it's, it can't be consistent. I've got to just be... <laughs> It's busyness is just a, it's just an ongoing thing, isn't it? Like if you're never not busy, is that even a, a good thing, I guess? So I'm grateful to be busy. I am. I'm very grateful. So like Zach said, I'm uh, finishing up the day with a nice stress-free, is it going to be a stress-free F45 class? Hell no. I reckon I'll probably cry, but it's fine. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Quick, quick poll. What would you rather go home and make a nice dinner or? Tamara's going to go and run for 45 minutes and probably cry. But I can also have like at least seven Tim Tams when I go home. So I balance it out. It's fine. I'll do that anyway. (laughs) This week's episode, we thought let's summarize a whole bunch of different decoration methods that are probably a bunch of gibberish to to some people. Other people might have a, a bit of an understanding of it, but let's summarize them up super quickly. This is our decoration for dummies podcast. <laughs> We're going to run through, I've got a list of, I've got 11 of the sort of the most popular print methods that we use in the promotional marketing industry. There are heaps more out there, but just to give people a run through as to what the decoration method is for a lot of these items, so kick us off and work our way through the list. That's right. And to help, I guess, all of our, you know, marketing listeners understand the lingo when when we're speaking about it, I think... Sometimes we might take it for granted that we have this wealth of knowledge about <laughs> how things are decorated. And a few times clients say to me, tomorrow, I have no idea what a screen print is. So um, being able to have this all in, a, in an easy to listen to podcast will hopefully definitely help some people. <laughs> and picking us off, as you mentioned before, with a screen print. Yes. So screen print is something that hasn't changed over so many years. It's still using a mesh and a screen mm-hmm. to, to apply onto flat products. Yeah. So it's a transfer of an ink from paint to a product via a mesh screen. So the screens that you have set up are per color. So if you have a two-color logo, you have two screens that are set up. That's right. One that will be held over, let's say, I'm going to use a shirt, for example, here because it's a super easy one to use. Mm -hmm. The screen will be held over the shirt. You'll create a screen that's in the shape of whatever logo, whatever color is in your logo, and you run the paint over it, and then you get this little squeegee type thing, (laughs) flattens out the, the paint on top of that, and then it is... Usually it's a, some sort of heat chamber, but there's a curing process after it where the, the item or the garment is heated up to a certain temperature mm-hmm. just to set the ink onto the item itself. So yeah. it's really good for, for T-shirts, apparels, mm-hmm. hoodies, anything with a flat surface. And looking around the office here, umbrellas. Drink bottles. Drink bottles if you've got. Doesn't have to just be fabric, yeah. Doesn't have to just be fabric. So yeah. super basic, very good if you've got sort of minimal colours mm-hmm. and um, higher quality. Quantities, and I say high quantities because generally to set up a screen is a is a particular cost to people, and then the screen, the run itself yeah. is usually about a twenty to twenty five MOQ. That's right. We'll get onto alternatives if you only wanted two shirts or a couple of drink bottles later yeah. on. That screen print pad printing is the next one. Pad printing is pretty much screen printing on a much <laughs> smaller level. Yeah. 
I mean, a little bit different. We try, there's, there's similarities in both of them because they um, have a very similar application to to items being one or two or a few colours. And the good thing with the screen print and a pad print is it's kind of all in the name. Like your logo is printed with a screen and your logo is printed with a pad. So like it's pretty, for me, when I was first learning the decoration methods, it was very easy for me to go, oh, okay, I can piece that together. A screen print, a pad print, as Zach will probably just about to jump into, is, is printed on a pad. Absolutely. So it's a, just a think of a big silicon stamp yeah. that you um, transfer ink from from one place to um, a particular item. It's held in. So say if you've got a drink bottle that's got a rounded surface, you've got um, it's held into a um, brace as such, sort of like a vice type thing. The stamp comes down, goes into the ink, and then applies to the. In this case, it's a bottle. Yeah. So basically, what you're allowed, to, you're, what you're able to get with a pad print is much smaller when you mm. only offered a much smaller surface area, and usually when that surface area is curved as well. So yeah. your um, your drink bottles, your mugs, your pens is a really good example as well to be able you, to get that curvature when you can't get a screen around you can't yeah. get a tiny tiny little <laughs> screen around there so a pad print pad print is a really good alternative great for water bottles pens as two sort of items straight off the bat yeah there with those and both really cost effective like pad print and a screen print if you're just going like Zach said earlier with a, a one kind of one color print high volumes that they're, they're going to probably be most of the time your most cost effective options absolutely so embroidery, so that's pretty self-explanatory. So I've, I've got to start off on an easy foot. <laughs> but sewing on a larger scale, basically. So not sitting there and hand sewing the logo, as some people think it would be. Is, um, it's more about basically the item is put on a round hoop. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. So it's held together. <laughs> the area that you're embroidering is held together with a round hoop. So think about like you're stretching out the surface area on yep. a polo shirt to decorate left-hand chest. Yeah. You stretch that out so Actually, that it's a flat surface. The best way to kind of give you a visual of it is that like movies from like, I don't know, the 10th century where, where the women are sitting there sewing and they've got <laughs> the fabric on the, on the big round thing. So it's like that, but just industrial scale. <laughs> Embroideries are great because you have a few different variations whether you're going to be looking at a 3D embroidery, which is a really thick logo that sits off whether it's a cap or a, a shirt. Another kind of pro about embroidery is that you're going to be able to have kind of no colour limitations. So as opposed to a screen print or a pad print where it's kind of, you know, it goes by by colours and that's the, how the cost is set up. Embroidery, you can have as many colours as you want. The price is kind of evaluated on how many stitches you have in a logo. So for a much bigger logo, you could have something like 10, 15,000 stitches and that's obviously going to increase the price. So just a bit of background as to, I guess, you know, how embroidery is, is kind of structured. But with that, I mean, it's, it's a really sturdy decoration method. You know that, you know, embro- something, once something's embroidered, that logo's staying on there for a, a bloody long time. For a bloody long time. <laughs> I'd be very surprised if you can rip one of those out. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the embroidery, the embroidery perfect for, for uniforms, for yep. polo shirts, for, ja- for jackets. It's really the go-to. For apparel. The only limitation that you have with um, with embroidery is you don't get the gradient finish with the stitches. It is very, it's, it's a black and white mm-hmm. type finish that you get with the embroidery, which generally isn't too big of no, an issue yeah. for a lot of people's yeah. clients that aren't a gradient finish. Yeah. But we will touch an alternative in a couple of decoration methods. And it's probably that's worthwhile saying as well with embroidery, you can do as many colors as you like, but what they'll do is they'll match your PMS code, which is your color of your logo, to a thread color. So mm. always kind of consider a, maybe a 5% 
variants in color. Most of the time they can get pretty, pretty like spot on, but um, they just consider that as well as that they're matching it to a thread, which is not always kind of correlated with a, with a PMS code. Absolutely. That's a good point. Yeah. Next, we've got laser engrave, which is personally my favorite. If I had a company with a, a one color logo, I love a laser engrave. It really elevates the product to be, I guess it gives it a bit more of a... A higher perceived value yeah. because the, the decoration method is generally so, such a subtle one. It's exactly. Just taking, it's just a high powered laser. It takes, yep. the, take the, takes the top layer of paint or the top um, part part of the – it's usually a a metal or wooden product. It just takes that top layer off to give a tone-on-tone finish if Mm -hmm. if it's a wood or a metal product. But if it's a metal product generally with paint on it, it'll take the paint off it so you've got this really nice silver print underneath. Exactly. I just go beep, 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 beep. I really wanted to do that for like <laughs> You're like, yes, I'm going to do yes, it on a laser and grave one. On the laser engraved because that's, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. And it's really, yeah, ideal for your metal and your, and your wood items. And as that's you said, right. it's, it's a really nice, subtle finish onto a lot of those products yep. that a pad print and a screen print to, a, to an extent also give you, but the pad print and screen print also generally, if you want to print colors, mm-hmm. if you just want a tone on tone finish or if you want to, a really subtle look and a really premium look, especially on your me- especially on your metal items. Yeah, the laser engraver is the one to go with. And I love when it gives a bit of a textured feel as well. When you can run your hands over a product and feel the dip of of the laser engraver. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's it's deep. Sometimes it's only just like very much off the surface. But yeah, I don't know for someone who's maybe a bit more tactile. I, I really enjoy kind of that that finish. Next one is the transfer print, and the transfer print is a really good alternative to embroidery and a really good alternative to screen print Yeah, if you have a lot of colors in your logo or if you have a gradient in your logo. Definitely. So the transfer print is pretty much just a temporary tattoo on a big, on a bigger scale. <laughs> I love that description. <laughs> so think about like the way you get a temporary tattoo from you know, those crappy little <laughs> things that you used to get years ago. What a Yeah. <laughs> Applying it to an item, you print a basically printing a transfer, a, a, a vinyl transfer that's then weeded. So you cut out amongst yeah. the logo, yeah. um, so it sort of traces around the edge. Applying it to the um, to the garment or the item, and then sticking to it via heat, not cold water like you used to stick your temporary tattoos on. <laughs> so it's just a heat application. You go one, two, three, four, five. Take it off. Good to go. Yeah, they do. Sometimes they do a bit of if it's a garment, they do a bit of ironing to get that um, that heat press off of it yeah but really good alternative to the items that you want to put your logo on you want to get that gradient finish or you have multiple colors mm-hmm. that embroidery and screen printing yeah. doesn't offer you definitely and it's, and it's a really cost effective option too if you're only looking at say five to ten units yeah yeah um, exactly. as an alternative to screen print so yeah. you can do in gradient you can do it you can do it if you wanted to do one it's a it's a cost effective option obviously the the unit cost will be a lot higher definitely moving on the next one is fantastic for uh, perfect for any polyester polyester garment. Mm-hmm. Um, only if it can really be done on polyester garments because the the polymers and the material allow for it. Sublimation. What so, a way to get a vibrant <laughs> a vibrant kind of finish off the whole item. It's it's definitely a great option. So again, on the topic of sort of temporary tattoos, the sublimation works like a transfer does on a much larger scale. So you're basically getting an item, and generally it's the um, it's the polo shirts, it's the garments that you want to get this vibrant, full color finish to. You get uh, a piece of paper, in lack of a better term, that you apply to the garment on the outside, and it's heat transferred, it's heat pressed onto the shirt itself. So 
Think of a um, think of a. It'll be a white. It's generally a white polyester that they use. Yeah. Think of it, and um, this was explained to me years ago by someone <laughs> at a. Um, I think it was a transfer, a, a decoration, show, yeah. a decoration. Someone, someone decoration guru said, think of the the polyester polymers as the Venus flytrap, mm. and the ink from the paper as the um, as the, the fly. fly. <laughs> so when you apply heat, those polymers open up. The ink settles into the into the polyester garment itself, and then when the heat's taken off, those polymers close I love up. Love that, and you I get have, a really vibrant. Cl- I never heard of that, but I think now I'll be also be quoting that to my clients. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. So yeah, sublimation really good for for garments. A lot of um, fishing shirts use something like that. Polyester materials. I know the the cooling towels. Yeah, do, yeah. that a lot of people are doing now. Bandanas. Think of like your running shirts, your cycling jerseys, your even your stubby coolers and things like that. Stubby coolers, you know? ex- excellent. Yeah, perfect yeah. example there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah. a really great option if you want to really maximize the amount of print area that you have. So rather than just dropping a logo kind of, you know, on the back of a shirt, you can decorate the whole damn shirt and, <laughs> and really shirt. maximize your the amount of, of space you have for, for decoration because you can ultimately decorate the whole shirt if, if that's what you wish to do. So mm-hmm. definitely great for that option. Absolutely. Digital printing. Now, this is an interesting one because I think it sits kind of within the same kind of bucket as a, a heat transfer and a sublimation. But what's different is that basically digital printing is printing from a computer, but on a larger scale. So, you know, if you're printing just something out on, on your copy machine, um, but what it does is it takes an image from a digital device and transfers it to a product. So it's the, really the best print method to get a full color gradient finish. And it's becoming like heaps more prevalent in our industry. I think, like, I think when I started, I wasn't seeing it, too much mm-hmm. uh correct me if i'm wrong that was maybe three three years ago but like in the last two three years it's it's becoming really available and and which is good because it's becoming cost effective as well to be able to offer it on a whole range of products it's become a lot more of an automated process yeah. now too originally when digital printed stuff sort of first came out they were very basic items they were generally a flat yeah. item where you could get that you could get a through or a- <laughs> yeah, yeah you could get through the digital printer itself now there's a lot of other items that like your drink bottles like your metal coffee mugs yeah. that can be run through these digital machines and just rotated so that um, you get the print on the entire thing exactly and like we're continuously seeing evolving as well traditionally you weren't able to print on a silicon band so things yeah. like your reusable coffee cups it was never done I suppose because it was hard to get the ink to stick to the silicon what we're seeing now is suppliers even continuously evolving and we've uh, I think it was just a month or two ago one of our key suppliers came out with a solution to it so now we have digital printing on a silicon band so continuously evolving and, and love it it's it'll, you know it'll get it'll get better that's it'll right get, there'll be more items that'll be made available on so yeah that's a, that's a good alternative there are some nuances between particular items that have a available where a digital yeah. transfer yeah. and some items that um, may offer a direct digital or a digital print, exactly. same, same thing in this case, but um, yeah. it depends on the item and in some cases it depends on, on the supplies that we as a distributor use as well. Definitely, definitely. Next one, similar to the laser engrave that we mentioned earlier for that really nice, subtle, high-value finish. That's right, also my favourite. Another one. <laughs> to, uh, take, take it away then, you go for no, it. No, no, yeah, so like Zach said, a, um, definitely a, a similar to the laser engrave, so it's a deboss. And also... 
can kind of also be put into the same bucket of an, an emboss, which will, yeah. I guess, clarify. But a deboss is basically a metal plate that's set up in, in the shape of your logo. It's heated up and then it's pressed into the product with a lot of pressure to kind of create that permanent image. So it's, it's I guess, in a simple sense, quite quite straightforward. It's really just pressing your logo into the leather using a stamp. So usually when you're doing a debus, you'll you'll create the stamp as a part of your order and it's just pressed into the items. And again, it's it's that kind of subtle branding. It's not what out there and in your face, but when you see it, it really creates a a unique kind of perspective. And I think the thing I like about Deboss most and in particular is when you can personalize items. So putting your initials into a notebook, into a compendium definitely makes things a lot more special. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose a, a point that you sort of touched on there with setting up the, the plate with the with the logo, it is generally more of a spe- an expensive setup cost. Yes. That's a, a, that's a one-off cost and then the repeat setups from that are, right. are relatively cheap in comparison. But basically it's setting up a piece of metal that's always got your logo on it. Yeah. To a particular size that's going to be applied to a PU on mm. a leather journal, notebook, compendium. That's right. Different leather items, even like the, the luggage tags and some, um, some leather key rings yeah. out there. Out gift there as well. wallets, wallets, um, card yeah. wallets, things like that. So it's always worthwhile considering before you make an investment into your setup for, for a D-Boss, you know, how will you be able to use this logo in the future to best kind of maximize your investment on it? It's one of those decoration methods that I wouldn't do if I was to do a D-Boss onto a, say, a notebook, mm. like an A5 notebook, I wouldn't go the whole length of the notebook. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those decoration methods that you've only, you only want to use like 50, 50 mil, five 50, centimeters five, wide. Five centimeters yeah. wide. You don't want to go. You don't want to go too too crazy. It's yeah. a, a lot of clients are asking for. And may have the same thing tomorrow. Mm. They're not asking for. I want my logo front and center and yes. as big as possible. Yes. They're asking for a lot of the trends in retail markets are now adding logos to you know a small patch on the yeah. um, on the sleeve of a shirt or down the bottom of a hoodie or something small onto an item that's really subtle. Definitely classy. Definitely. Um, so one to use with caution. Yeah. The D-Boss, <laughs> the old D-Boss. Number nine in our list of 11 is the Epoxy Dome. <laughs> I always call it the Epoxy Dome, always, without fail. <laughs> I always called it the Epoxy Dome. Xbox. And that sounds, and whether that's because yeah, of Xbox on your mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Epoxy Dome, also known as a, a resin label. It's basically a, um, a fancy Sticker, I suppose you'd call it. So um, Zach puts on his notes here. It's a sticker on steroids. I sticker. like that description much better. It's a sticker on, it's a sticker on steroids. So it's um, it's pretty much a, it's a vinyl sticker that's um, got a really strong adhesive to the back that sticks to the particular item that you're applying it to. And then over the top of that is a resin dome that covers the the sticker and protects it from getting scratched and, and getting ripped and torn and, and whatnot. So... It's a really good item I've found. I've seen it on a lot of bottle openers. Yeah. Key rings yeah. as well, smaller items. You can even go you can go really large and put them onto like eskies as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Or even bags. Like if your bag has a, an area where it has a, a place to put a badge, you put in an epoxy dome, you get a full colour print on that and it's a great solution. That isn't just a transfer or, or yeah, a sticker at some yeah. it's got It's got a bit of height to it as well. Which yep. I quite like of them too. The next one is really popular with a lot of glassware. Yeah. I see them a lot for anniversary gifts, tea yeah. gifts, that sort of things. The um, if you go into like any sort of guy shop. And it's like the cousin of laser engrave. <laughs> the cousin of laser engrave. Yeah, it's the um oh, it's it's sort of like the um 
child, the secret love child of a pad print and a laser engraving. Oh, yeah, I like that. I'm a big fan of that. So it's a special type of <laughs> of ink that sticks to predominantly glassware. It's the mock etch. Mm-hmm. So it's applied like a like a an etch and a pad print sort of mixed together. It only ever gives a, a smoky silver grey type finish generally onto the items that you're putting them onto. Yeah. And it etches onto the glass without adding any sort of nasty chemicals or yeah. adding adding paint or ink or anything like that to the item and it's not laser engraving so that it takes the That's top right. layer of the glass off. And, but it gives um, almost the impression it. of a laser engraved. Like it, it, exactly it almost right. appears that it has been laser engraved but it's not, which is a great, a great option. Hence the term mock etch, <laughs> fake etch. Fake etch. Fake etch. <laughs> the last one that's heated up a little bit tomorrow. <laughs> yes, got it. This would be the low or high fired print. So it's mainly used for ceramic items, kind of like mugs, but it's basically a decal that's applied to a mug and then fired in a kiln to allow the decal to set in a product. So you'd find this as, as you know, mostly typical for your mugs. What other items have you seen it most typically on? High fired print, any sort of ceramic items. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's not. Which are, mostly anything, mugs. <laughs> which are mostly mugs. Which are, which are mostly mugs that you see that yeah. you see out there. So, um, yeah, any sort of ceramic item that you want to get multiple colours printed on onto. That's right. On the outside, you can do the lip print on the inside as well where the, um, the decal is applied to um, the inside of the lip when you've got a fancy print on the outside. Yeah. It sets the item so that it can withstand all the dishwashing and scrapes and bruises that'll get over over its lifetime when you want to wake up and have a, a coffee at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> ideal for ideal for your ceramics. Perfect for your ceramics. So that's just a, I suppose a, a top eleven print yeah. methods that we use in the industry. As as mentioned, there are other ones that are sort of niche mm-hmm. print print methods, but it at least gives everyone an idea as to what the nuances with each of the with each of the print methods, main print methods are yeah. anyway, what items they are best suited for mm-hmm. when you should use one over the other. But we'll be able to like Tamara, I and um and Tyrone and all the team here at Red Tomato will be able to help you with um deciding on the you know the best print method for Definitely. the item that you're after. Definitely. That takes us on to our rush order and this one is obviously going to be decoration <laughs> specific. Tamara, did you want to do the rush order this week or do you want me sure. to do the rush order? I feel like I'm really bad at it, but I give me a go. I I'll feel like you, I, haven't, give, I haven't done it since week one. So. I'll, give you, I'll, give you, I'll give you a go. I'll give you a go. So I've got four in here. First one, and I, I'm going to have a guess as to what I think you're going to say for this one, but um, <laughs> sublimation. Running shirt. Damn, that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> what were you going to say? I was going to think go vibrant. Vibrant. Oh, okay, yeah. I like that. Damn, but I put you, get me on your toes. Um, D-Boss. Elegant. Lovely. Uh, the laser engrave. Also elegant. <laughs> you can't use the same one twice. I know. I was just looking at it and I was like, crap, what am I going to use? Uh, laser engrave. Ooh, I have no idea. Laser Turn up a blank. Really? Yeah, you really? Laser, I'll check it to you. Laser engrave, subtle. Subtle. Subtle over oh. everything. Personalization again. Personalization, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, the the drink bottles and the metal coffee mugs that you can do, you can do a laser engrave with the with the logo. If you just, I think it's just something from an Excel spreadsheet. Exactly. That you pull from. So happy days. <laughs> the last one is the the transfer print. Convenient. 
So convenient. So convenient. So convenient. It's convenient good, and vibrant. <laughs> it's so it's such a good option if inevitably everyone in marketing will get to the stage where someone asks them, Can you or please organize for me? A transfer. <laughs> Two shirts. Two shirts. Can I please have two shirts with our, logo, with, our, with our logo on it? <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to spend too much on getting it set up to set an embroidery up and or try and bum around with um, bloody screen printing. Exactly. Transfer, perfect. You print off two two vinyl stickers. You, apply, you whack them on there. Heat apply. One, two, three. Bam. You're done. Done. Bam Happy and days. The, and the ink is on. <laughs> Trademarking. And that brings us to the quote of the week. Zachariah, take it away. Ah, yay. Um, So this one's from the author Joshua J. Marine. Very poignant at this time. We haven't mentioned the C word. No, we're not mentioning the C word anymore. No, we're not not happening. We're not mentioning anything about what's happening in the world at the moment. Uh, Challenges are what make life interesting and overcoming them is what makes life meaningful. Nice. I like that. Nice. It's a new C word, challenges. Challenges. Challenging. Challenging, Yeah. (laughs) Tip of the week for this week, and yeah. it seems it seems so strange to be thinking about this already <laughs> when when I sort of when I thought about this earlier, but it's already August. I know, and like it's when the- I look down in my little little corner of my screen and I see the eighth month of the year, I just like oh, what what what? It's nearly spring, exactly. So this week's tip of the week: Christmas is approaching. Yeah, Hallelujah! How Hallelujah. good? Yeah, love Christmas. Um, it's always a really good idea to start planning as early as possible for for Christmas. Definitely. You don't want to get to it becomes a really tricky time for the merchandise industry as a whole. And I use the merchandise industry as a whole mm. to include all distributors, all suppliers out there, because everyone wants Rushes. Christmas <laughs> wants Christmas gifts. Treat it like the way that you Christmas shop for your family. It's the same thing. The longer you leave it, the harder it gets. The harder it gets. You don't want to get you don't want to get stuck on Christmas Eve no, running around. Parking the is shops. bad. There's nothing left. It's the same for us here when it comes to Christmas. Freight is bad. Like it makes everyone's life just this nice, dreamy, smooth process to start working on a brief in advance. Absolutely. So um, that's a, and that's a good point you make. So visit our planner promo page on our website. Yeah, it's up the top right corner under get personalized ideas. Send us through a brief as to what you're thinking, and the team here can put together some really cool ideas via a brainstorm. Send them back to you. The longer time that we have the cooler ideas we'll be able to come with because the greater amount of stuff that's available to us. But that wraps us up for the decoration for dummies week tomorrow. Love it. I'm going to let you get to F45 and cry. (laughs) So I can go cry and do some aggressive squats and, yeah. Exactly right. And I'm going to get out of here very shortly too. But thank you so much for your time this afternoon. Another podcast done. Clink. Done. (laughs) Bye, guys.